0: Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 12 of the Primal Potential podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and today we are going to continue our conversation about hormones. If you haven't yet listened to episode 11, you might want to hit that one first before listening to this one. Uh, But no big deal. If you don't, you can still get some practical information from this episode. We're doing a little hormonal mini series. And what I want to do with this is establish why hormones are so important in the fat loss game, regardless of your age and gender. And how our diet and lifestyle can really disrupt our hormonal balance. And most importantly, I want to establish for everybody how we can naturally rebalance our hormones and optimize our health and our metabolism and our fat burning potential simply with the foods we eat and a few minor lifestyle tweaks. So in episode 11, We talked about a couple of critical hormones in the fat loss game, specifically insulin, leptin, and cortisol. And we talked about ways that they can trigger fat storage and ways that they can trigger fat burning and ways to make sure that you're setting yourself up to be in that fat burning camp. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about exactly how you can figure out if your hormones are balanced, and we're going to talk about some specific strategies for making nutritional and lifestyle changes if they're not. When I talk to people about hormones and fat loss, almost immediately they ask, well, how do I know if my hormones are balanced? What tests do I need to get from my doctor? And you know, for some people, medical testing is the way to go. But generally speaking, you can tell if your hormones are balanced just by paying attention to the signals that your body is sending you. There are very, very clear signals sent by your body that indicate our degree of hormonal balance and we all get them. And that's what I wanna focus on today. But before we dive into that, let's cover some basics. And one thing that I really stress and always try to remind people is that our body is designed to ensure our survival. Our body is not here for weight loss or for vanity. It isn't programmed to seek the body that looks best in a bikini. The body's primary function is survival. And we always have to consider our choices, our dietary and lifestyle choices in that light. What message is it sending to our body? How is it going to impact our body's survival mechanisms? So when you chase weight loss by creating the largest calorie deficit possible, eating less and exercising more, your hormones create a survival first response in your body. Your body perceives that fuel is scarce. It doesn't know you're dieting. It doesn't understand what that means. It just perceives that fuel is scarce and it responds by increasing your hunger Increasing your cravings, slowing your metabolism, releasing stress hormones, and holding on tighter than ever to your stored body fat because it is in survival mode and it thinks that you might need your fuel reserves, your body fat storage, in case of a famine. And so it is going to wave all the flags, sound all the alarms via hunger and cravings, and it's gonna slow your metabolism so that it doesn't have to lose its fuel reserve. That is what you are asking your body to do when you start drastically restricting calories or spending hours in the gym. Hunger, cravings, low energy, sluggish metabolism, those are hormonal signals from your body And these hormones sending those signals are the ones that can put you in fat-storing mode or fat-burning mode. On the other hand, there are basic nutritional and lifestyle things that you can do to balance these hormones. These dietary and lifestyle principles, they trigger your hormones just like crash dieting triggers your hormones, but they create a much different response. These choices trigger fat-burning. They decrease your hunger. They reduce your cravings. They improve your mood and your mental focus. They increase your metabolism and they quench inflammation, help you sleep better at night. They allow you to burn stored body fat without hunger, without low energy, without mood swings, and without cravings. Okay, so your choices, if you choose to crash diet or spend hours and hours on the treadmill, that is going to elicit a hormonal response for survival. That means hanging on to stored body fat and slowing the metabolism. But there are other choices you can make that will create an opposite response, right? That will increase your energy, that will decrease your hunger, that will decrease your cravings and put you in fat burning mode. So if you're at all like me, you're thinking, okay, tell me these principles already. Tell me how to eat in such a way that tells my hormones to burn all this stubborn body fat right now. But patience, grasshopper, we're getting there. We talked about some of those strategies in episode 11, and we're going to talk about more of them today. But I do want to take a few minutes to make sure you understand how this works Because when we understand why we should eat in a certain way, and when we understand what's happening in our body when we don't eat that way, healthy choices become a whole lot easier to maintain. All of a sudden you go, oh, I get it, that's what happens when I'm eating a bowl of cereal for breakfast, and it makes it easier to make a different choice. So at the center of all of this, at the center of all this hormonal signaling is the endocrine system. And I'm not, you know, I'm a science geek, but I'm not gonna bore you. We're just gonna kind of talk nuts and bolts so that you have a big picture understanding of it. Your endocrine system is a very intricate and complex network of glands and tissues that are constantly manufacturing, processing, and delivering hormones. And none of these hormones work in isolation. When one hormone is out of balance, it impacts all the others. They have a ripple effect on all your other hormones. And together... Your hormones create the picture of your health from weight loss to weight gain, libido, energy, mood, cognitive function, your ability to focus, your sex drive, all that stuff, and much more. And if you want to lose fat and keep it off, you have to focus first on getting healthy. Without question, getting healthy requires that you balance your hormones. Period, end of of discussion, that's just all there is to it. When your hormones are balanced you'll find that you have more energy, that you experience less hunger, that you have fewer cravings, that you heal more quickly, your immune system is stronger. And from there, truly, truly, fat loss becomes nearly effortless. I mean, think about it. If your hunger was always in control, if your cravings were always in control, if you were always functioning with a low level of stress and a high level of energy, fat loss would become a whole lot easier, right? Even just from a mental standpoint, Never mind from a physical or biochemical standpoint. So when we balance our hormones and we focus on getting healthy first, fat loss is a byproduct. Now, this is where the science geek dork inside of me gets super excited because what's crazy exciting to me about hormonal signaling in your body is that we have the ability to interpret what is happening inside our body. Seriously, these hormones, they signal us. They send signals to us to tell us what's going on that we can feel It's just that most of us don't know what these signals are or don't know what they mean. We have no idea that they have anything to do with our hormones, but they do. And once you understand that part of the equation, all you have to do is pay attention and you'll have a very strong indication of whether or not your hormones are balanced, You can have tremendous insight into your hormonal balance just by paying attention. So without blood tests, without doctor's appointments, without medical bills, just paying attention to the signals your body is sending and knowing what hormones those are tied to and how you can manipulate them is a powerful tool available to all of us. The human body is absolutely fantastic about communicating when things are right or not so right. We just have to know what those signals are and what they mean and then how to respond intelligently to create the balance we're after for health and fat loss. So your hormones are constantly signaling your body based on internal and external triggers. More often than not, we can feel and sense those signals. So shifts in your hormones are gonna cause changes in your hunger they're going to cause changes in your stress response, in your energy level, in your cravings, in your mood, in your libido. And if we understand which hormone triggers, which sensation, and why, we can respond intelligently and encourage our hormones to work in our favor and not work against us. Does that make sense? So maybe you've accepted your current energy and stress levels as the status quo. You've just been feeling this way for so long, kind of blah, kind of lethargic, tired every morning, you know, hungry throughout the day. You just think that's just the way you're supposed to feel. It's aging or it's natural or it's normal. But here's the thing. You're not supposed to be tired and hungry and stressed. That's not normal. That's not an acceptable part of aging. Improving your energy levels, improving your cravings, improving your mood, comes from managing and optimizing your hormones. When you're struggling with hunger and cravings and low energy and mood swings and an inability to focus, those are signs that specific hormones are not balanced or optimized, okay? I really wanna emphasize that. If you are struggling with hunger, if you are struggling with cravings, if you are struggling with your energy levels or mood swings or you're having trouble focusing Those are signs from your body that specific hormones are not balanced or optimized. Your body wants to be in peak state. It wants to be in a place of hormonal balance. And so it is sending those signals for you to make a change. It's just that we're not paying attention to them. We think that they're normal. We think we don't have an ability to change them, but we do. So when we start paying attention and getting in tune with these hormonal signals that we're receiving from our body, it's way easier to make food and lifestyle choices that will make us feel balanced and energized and satisfied throughout the day. That's the goal. And when we get to that point where all of those things are balanced and we're feeling really great throughout the day, that is an indicator that our hormones are balanced. And at that point, fat loss is going to become pretty much effortless. So to begin to understand the state of your hormones, we're going to have to start paying attention to the sensations that they most obviously influence. And that's the whole goal of this particular episode, is how we can tune into those signals from our hormones and understand the patterns in our own unique body, because it's different for everybody, And then I'm going to help you identify what they mean, what hormones they relate to, and what steps you can take to start to bring your body into better balance. So we have to start paying attention to the sensations that these hormones most obviously influence. And those sensations are hunger, mood, energy, and cravings, okay? And so what I encourage you to do is to keep a food journal. And if you're rolling your eyes and you're thinking, I don't have time or I've done that before, this isn't for accountability, like you eat better when you write it all down. And there's a lot to that, but that's not what I'm telling you to do this for. I'm telling you to do this so that you can start to see which hormones are in balance and which ones are not and when, right? So what patterns are there so that we can start to make changes? And this isn't something that is like cumbersome or time intensive. This is something that you can do in two to three minutes a day. So you can do it on paper. If you have a physical journal, you can do it online or you can do it on your smartphone. I'm a smartphone person. I, I love paper too, but I tend to keep notes in my phone of what I eat and how I feel. So you definitely want to write down everything you eat and drink, but then you also need to make an observation and jot down where you are with your mood, your focus, your hunger, energy, and cravings. Now, Dr. Jade Tita, who's gonna be on the show soon, uh, from Metabolic Effect, refers to hunger, energy, and cravings as HEC, H-E-C. And he's always asking you to ask yourself, is your HEC in check? Are your hunger, energy, and cravings in check? But i found that it takes it to a whole other level when you also look at your mood and your focus because those are significantly impacted by your hormonal balance as well. So you can rank these things on a scale of one to 10. That's an easy way to notice patterns. And that's something I do with my clients. So at every meal, you're just gonna really quickly jot down what you ate and what you drank, and then you're going to just rank your hunger, energy, and cravings, or your heck, as metabolic effect calls it, as well as your mood and your ability to focus. Okay? So however it's easiest for you to rank them, um, you can do a one-to-five scale, you can do a one-to-10 scale, you can do stars, you can make notes and just say, I'm, you know, I'm really hungry, I'm not very hungry, I haven't been hungry in hours. Whatever's the easiest system that works for you is fine, I find a lot of people find it helpful and objective to use a 1 to 10 scale, right? Now, mood and focus or energy are pretty straightforward, but I do want to distinguish between hunger and cravings because I think that we tend to lump them together or get them confused. Hunger is a very physical sensation that your body sends when you need to eat or your body senses that there's not enough fuel available. That's very different from a craving. A craving is more psychological or behavioral, habitual, but hunger is that you know tummy rumbling, it's been hours since you've eaten kind of sensation. You might get a craving when you know you're not hungry, but you're just dying for a piece of chocolate. Hunger is generally a sense that you need fuel, just in general, I need to eat. Whereas a craving is often something very specific right? And there's like this desire component with this urgency component, okay? So hunger, um, you can get that stomach rumbling feeling uh, and you know you just need to eat, but the craving is a much more mental, emotional kind of thing. And it's generally going to be for something specific, like something sweet or something salty or something crunchy, which you don't tend to get that specific with the urge of hunger. So make sure that you're differentiating between hunger and cravings and don't get those two mixed up. And the reason it's important to not get them mixed up is because there are different hormonal things happening in the background with cravings versus hunger. And we want to be able to respond accordingly to what's truly going on. So ask yourself when you get, say, a craving, Am I hungry or is this a craving? All right, so keeping that food journal only takes a couple minutes a day, but it's really going to help you see what is under control and what's not. And you'll begin to identify patterns around what foods keep you most satisfied, right? What foods keep your hunger at bay and what foods maybe don't satisfy you and trigger hunger very shortly after you've eaten. You'll also see what foods trigger your cravings and what foods sustain your energy versus the ones that totally leave you feeling wasted with no energy and they just zap everything right out of you. This is all very, very powerful information. So don't just write it down and forget about it. Look back at your quote unquote good days versus bad days and notice the trends, the trends in the way you feel and the trends in the types of things you ate or the timing you ate, things like that. So let's say, let's start to tap into kind of what these different sensations mean, what hormones they're tied to and what we can do about it, all right? These are your practical implementation strategies. We're at that part of the show where we're going to get really practical and nitty gritty. So let's say that two to three hours after eating, you are routinely hungry. You're one of those people that constantly needs to refuel or you get what we call hangry, right? You're going to like slice somebody if you don't get some food. Hunger is a signal from your body that your blood sugar is not balanced. And what hormone is linked to our blood sugar? Insulin. So chronic hunger is telling us that we need to focus on improving our insulin balance. So if I'm looking at your food journal and I'm seeing that you eat and you quickly cycle back to hunger, I'm probably gonna see things like you tend to have a lot of carbs in your meal, whether that's processed or not, it doesn't matter. It could be you know, yogurt and granola. It might be a bagel. It might be a granola bar. It might be fruit or a breakfast sandwich, something like that. But we can begin to start to create more hormonal balance by leveling out your insulin response. And we're going to do that by increasing your intake of fat and protein, adding in some non-starchy vegetables, and dialing down that carbohydrate. The fat and protein are going to provide longer-lasting fuel. It, it lasts longer than those carbohydrates do, so it's going to help with the hunger from a fuel standpoint. Dialing down the carbs is going to help control your blood sugar, and it's going to require less of an insulin response, so that's going to bring us closer to hormonal balance and keep insulin from waving those hunger flags every few hours. The non-starchy vegetables are going to give us lots of water and fiber, and that's going to slow down the digestive process, keeping us fuller for longer, but it's also going to create a positive hormonal response with both insulin and ghrelin. Ghrelin is one we haven't talked about before, but ghrelin is your hunger hormone, and it's released when the stomach is empty. And because these non-starchy vegetables have lots of water and fiber, they prevent the release of ghrelin, so ghrelin isn't triggering hunger, and they do this by physically stretching the stomach and slowing the digestive process. So multiple wins on the hunger front, if that's something you're seeing in your food journal, with just a few simple dietary changes that balance out insulin and ghrelin and keep hunger at bay. We're emphasizing fat and protein, we're de-emphasizing carbohydrates in any form, and we're adding in those non-starchy vegetables. All right, so let's say I'm looking at your food journal, and I see that you're experiencing a lot of cravings. Cravings are most commonly associated with two different hormones, insulin and cortisol. So let's talk first about insulin. And we've done a number of episodes on insulin, and I'll link to those in the show notes over on primalpotential.com under this episode, episode 12. The insulin is released in response to high blood sugar, and remember that its job is to clear sugar from the blood and take it to its storage space. Well, when the blood sugar rises quickly and dramatically, more insulin responds than if the blood sugar was to rise more slowly and less dramatically. So a large release of insulin from a large intake of sugar or carbohydrate, it clears the sugar from the blood really fast, whereas a smaller release of insulin might clear it more slowly. When we have this rapid rise and drop of blood sugar, like from eating carbohydrates without fat or protein or eating a lot of carbs or from simple carbs that are really easily digested, it's a bit of a shock to the system. And from the body's standpoint, there was suddenly a lot of fuel in the blood from the sugar and now there's none because this big release of insulin cleared it really quickly. So this triggers carbohydrate cravings. Why does it trigger carbohydrate cravings? Because the body knows that the fastest way to get your blood sugar back up is with carbohydrates because they digest so quickly and they're gonna get that sugar right back into the blood. Now, if you respond instinctively and fuel it with carbs, you're going right back into that cycle. You spike your blood sugar massively, you get a huge insulin response, massive blood sugar crash, and more cravings. The key is to respond intelligently. So you can silence those cravings by having some fat or some protein that's going to pick up your blood sugar off the floor without raising it so much so that you get a big insulin response. But the most important thing is to avoid responding on instinct and getting a chocolate bar. That's only going to make it worse. It's going to get you back in that cycle and stuck there. The other hormone that has a big impact on your cravings is cortisol, one of our stress hormones. And I think we can all relate to the feeling of getting stressed out and then having a sudden urge for a very particular food when we're not really hungry. Cortisol and some of our other stress hormones trigger the reward center in our brain. It literally lights it up and tells the body to go seek pleasure or reward. And these stress hormones, while upregulating our pleasure centers in our brain, they have been shown to decrease blood flow to the cognitive processing parts of our brain that help us with motivation and willpower. So it's fueling that pleasure center of the brain and kind of shutting down that cognitive processing center. And that's what makes craving so hard to deal with. We're, we're urgently seeking a reward, but we're not getting the blood flow that we need to that motivation and willpower and cognitive processing reasoning part of the brain. So be mindful that stress response is a huge tool here. We can't turn off all of the stressors in our lives, but we can certainly uh, improve our response to stress. And one of the most powerful things you can do is simply be aware of your cravings identify that you aren't hungry, identify that you're craving something, and see if you can link it to any particular stressor. Work to adopt specific stress management techniques, even if it's just one minute of deep breathing when you become aware of an intense craving, and then implementing lifestyle strategies that help you resolve the stress instead of feeding the cycle by indulging in that craving, right? The, indulging in the craving doesn't resolve the stress. It often makes it worse. So, understanding where these cravings are coming from is a huge part of the battle. All right, back to that food journal. Let's say that you routinely experience low energy. Energy has a lot to do with the hormone insulin and a lot to do with our thyroid hormones. Low energy can be a signal that either one or both of these are out of balance. And nutritionally, there are a few things that we can do to improve our energy by balancing out the hormone insulin and our thyroid hormones. Number one, the first thing that I would recommend if you're noticing that you chronically have low energy is to avoid carbohydrates in the morning. And I did an entire episode on this. I'll link to it in the show notes. But the primary reason to avoid carbs in the morning when we're talking about energy is the blood sugar cycle that it can take us into, right? At a bare minimum, make sure that you are pairing your carbohydrates with fat or protein so you don't get into that energy spike, energy crash cycle. The second thing you want to do is amp up your fat intake, Fat as a nutrient is very energy dense. It is a slow burning fuel and it's gonna keep burning strong for hours and hours. So I always recommend that my clients have fat at the start of their day. Personally, I'm a big fan of Bulletproof Coffee for my energy and it just, um, it not only boosts my energy, but it keeps me really full for a long time. And I'll link to some information on this in the show notes but you can also incorporate avocado or bacon, egg yolks. Just make sure if energy is something that you need to improve from a hormonal balance standpoint that you're getting fat earlier in the day. For balancing your thyroid hormones, which are, is one of the signals if your energy is low that your thyroid hormones might not be balanced, You want to first make sure that you're not in a caloric deficit. Remember that your body is built for survival. So when you crash diet or you drastically cut your calories beyond your body's need for fuel, your body will downregulate your thyroid hormones. And this is going to slow your metabolism and you will feel it in your energy levels. So eat, please eat, stop dieting. This is a major factor for your energy levels, and you're slowing your metabolism. And then another thing as it relates to optimizing your thyroid hormones to improve your energy levels is you need to make sure that you're getting the nutrients you need. Proper thyroid function requires good, quality, consistent nutrition. Your thyroid needs certain nutrients, but here's the thing. Your body doesn't have the ability to store These particular nutrients, so you have to get them every single day. I'm talking about things like iodine, zinc, and selenium. There is no storage capacity for these things on a daily basis, so you need to get them every day. You need to be eating quality food every day, and if you don't, your energy levels will suffer. We're going to talk a lot more about thyroid function in the next episode, so if that's something you want to know more about, stay tuned uh, because we're going to be diving deep into that in the next episode. But all of these symptoms, energy, hunger, cravings, mood swings, they are signals from your body that your hormones are out of balance. And first and most important step is paying attention to those signals. From there, you need to understand how to identify and respond accordingly to bring back hormonal balance through the foods you eat and your lifestyle choices. So I know we've covered a lot Don't worry if you haven't taken notes, you can head over to primalpotential.com and you will find the show notes page there under episode 12 and all the resources you need, all the things we've talked about will be on that show notes page so you can get that stuff there. If you haven't listened to episode 11 yet, definitely go back and do that. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking specifically about the thyroid hormones and how we can optimize the thyroid naturally through food and lifestyle choices. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you have questions or topics that you'd like me to cover on the show, send me a message. You can leave a comment on the show notes page or send me an email, elizabeth at primalpotential.com because I want to know how I can help you make this year your best year ever. So thanks again, and until next time, stay healthy.